Sutherland again. Welcome to, I don't know if you can hear me, podcast, <laughs> hopefully it works, um, oh there's the kangaroo, brilliant, uh, I was going to do five minutes beforehand when hopefully this sounds class when you listen back to it, <laughs> um, um, I'm with uh, Dave, Dave Yarry. Hi, not bad, thanks for introducing us first mate. Do you know what's quite funny, is I kind of, te- like I'm listening to you without sounding robotic, and I'm like, oh I'm going to edit it, shit, Brad, you alright? Yeah, I'm good, mate. It's good to finally all just be together, isn't it? Yes, I'm fine! <laughs> Archie, alright? You alright? Yeah. Yes. Never gonna hear that, Archie, alright? Shout. Yeah! Yes, there we go. You've definitely heard that. Ash, you alright? Just say hello. Alright. Alright, that's fine. You've never heard that. But, uh, I, I, like I say, I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear this or whether it's gonna work, but fuck it. Um, we're in Trafalgar Square. It is. Uh, well, it's chaos in it, but nice chaos. We need one of them. What? <laughs> Microphone. Oh, how? Hang on a minute. <laughs> that it's my best days, and it's bouncing. Ah, so, like that's the thing. You might be listening to this and thinking, what time is it? It's I've been here 20 minutes. Um, I left me lovely five-star hotel for that. I can afford that. I'm rich. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. Please subscribe to the podcast and let me get more money. Um, but it's, it's class in it though, Brad, it's mint. Mate, it's amazing. Like I explained on the last pod, the night before is what makes these weekends amazing. We go on away days all the time and they're good, but the night before is just class. Loving every minute of it, and I've got my boy here with us who we've just heard there, and he's loving it as well. I don't want to say anything, right? But I can see Simon Ramston, and I reckon he's two cans away from getting the Tezzies out of the FTM on. <laughs> he's two cans away. Dave, well, what's going on here? Right, two lads wrestling in the fountain. Um, I really hope this is all coming across because it's a, all a bit mad and I don't really know. I mean, having some kind of structure to a podcast at this point is a little bit pointless because uh, I think they've gone really south. Um, but everyone's having fun, it's really well-natured, isn't it? Dave, are you, are you having fun? Oh, unbelievable, yeah. Watching people climb the fountain as usual. Yeah, it's... Uh I'd imagine an hour's time it's going to be rather interesting. That's the thing I'm saying, everyone's having a nice nature, man. I know everyone's a little bit oiled. Give it by 11 o'clock, it's probably going to be a bit messy. I lost my brother as soon as we arrived here. He's only been to three games, stoke away when it was snowing. The Mags. I told you the third. Derby. Derby. Derby, first game in the championship. He's Sunderland because of the family. And the first time I spotted him, he's on Nelson's column in the second row with his shirt off. <laughs> That's how much this club fucking means to everyone, man. It's infectious. It's mad, isn't it? It's like, 
I think you said before, Dave, about uh, if we ever did anything, and you, you kind of have to like pull yourself around to remember that this is like League One. Imagine if like it's never gonna happen, but like Champions League, and I, I just don't think I could survive that. I think I'm, maybe I'm happy here. Like maybe I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just absolutely mental. I suppose the closest thing you're going to see, and I, I know everyone loves a, a two-team fan, but what yeah. Rangers were doing in uh, in Seville last week, it, it's exactly how we'd be, I think. I think we'll end up with over 50,000 here tomorrow. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just unreal. This is the third division. It's unbelievable. No, it's mad. You just said that, and there's a load of people just unsubscribing as we speak. <laughs> like, especially when they listen back to this, and we've been hammered like seven out by Wickham. Everyone's going, oh no, I thought this was going to be the good bit. I'm not having it. But uh, who man gives me off and off scarf back? <laughs> Seventy thirty scarf. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much you're going to be able to hear this, but with uh We'll let you go, we just wanted to kind of remember this for ourselves. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, who cares? Hopefully we've got a bit more uh, positive football news tomorrow where you can hear us a bit more clearly, but a couple of flares going off. Flares smell amazing, by the way, don't they? I've got asthma. I smoke, but I love them. I, I love the smell of a flare, honestly. Um, but I... Enjoy listening. your weekend, everyone. Enjoy your weekend, everyone, if you can. Although you're listening to this on Monday when you're hanging, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, that flare smells lovely, by the way. A little bit quieter at Trafalgar Square, I think. Um, Wait, that's a gun in there, like. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I wish I could show you the scenes that I'm seeing at the minute, but uh, we said we were going to do five minutes of Trafalgar, but we've, we're going to do a bit longer. I've had a few uh, Jack Daniels and Diet Coke, and I've bumped into the Southern Scottish friend. Stan, you alright? Aye! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you can see, we've had a fun evening. Phil, you alright? Yes, fantastic. I'm really pleased I had this idea to do a pod right next to the uh, Trafalgar Square party. You suggested it. Yeah, I did. Uh, the best thing about this evening, there's been a couple of people that have bumped into tonight that I've never met before and have listened to the podcast, which is really nice. I don't care if anyone does or doesn't, but if it makes me friends, it's quite good, but going into a few different people tonight it's been fun meeting different branches and that and everyone that we haven't actually met before oh there's an Alan Shearer chance uh, perfect timing that but uh, Phil it's been a great night on it so far it's actually so unique this um, situation so I've got a couple of friends back from where uh, I'm from uh, in Scotland who aren't indoctrinated to the whole Sunderland thing like we are and we know exactly how it goes but as far as I know there is no other club in the country who takes over Trafalgar Square the night before the match it's absolutely crazy you can't explain it Dan Phil said there you can't really explain it but uh, I mean to try and paint a picture here I'm sure there's a lot of people here listening to this which they'll be listening to after the result and whatnot. because fuck am I editing this like before tomorrow no chance Um, but there's flares going off people in the fountains but everyone's just having a really good time, aren't they, Dan? It's just class to see the fan base like this, despite yeah. the fact that we're actually relatively still shy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's still a League One player final, but it's yeah. uh, it's surreal. I mean, I, I've not, I've, I've been down up and down London for years, or the games that I've been to, but I've not been able to do this before. So I walked down here by myself earlier, and I was just walking with a smile on my face because I was just like, it's just fucking class, isn't it? It's just like, it is surreal is the only word. It's just like, 
it's upbeat and like uh, you know you get the uh, not to get negative like the, the media but even the police are saying hey it sounds everyone sounds everyone's having a good time good singer song you know good drink and it's it is a surreal and it's amazing like i keep looking every direction as i like, you can't, you can't beat it, and honestly, it's, it's class, it's really, really class. You said the police were signed, but I had an argument with one earlier. But, yeah. uh, that's just me, not respecting authority. Sorry, oh. everyone listening to the podcast, respect the police. Um, Phil, uh, describe kind of what you're seeing at the minute, because like I'm trying to, I'm struggling through all the Jack Daniels and Diet Coke to kind of think of a question, and I don't think it really matters what I ask. I just think describe what you're seeing at the minute. It's class. So I was I was down here for work a few months ago and Are you put this on the credit card again. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked past Trafalgar Square. I was like, seriously, that's where all that happens. Yeah. And it was just so hard to imagine that this obviously city in the north, uh, stroke town, comes down to London and actually takes over Trafalgar Square. And we're looking at Nelson's column, which is, I mean, it's like I don't know. Yeah, you're asking me to describe what I'm seeing. It's hard, isn't it? It's very hard. It's like we got Sunderland fans crawling up the column as we speak, <laughs> like Spider-Man. Dude, there's flares like the everywhere. Spider-Man. It is. Um, I mean, Dan said a ridiculous for a third League One player final. It's not about that. It's nothing to do with that. It's a coming together of people from Sunderland or the connection to Sunderland, or where it's second, third generation, whatever it is. And this is how we celebrate it. Well, however shit we are, however good we are, this is how we do it. It doesn't matter. We're good. Sorry? Did you say however good we are? Or are we good? We will be Once upon a time. Best, you talked about people coming together and stuff there before, but I've been speaking to a lad called Matt all night. Great crack. Never met him before in my life. Just mentioned that he listened to the podcast once and we sat and drank cans and he was like oh yeah my dad just casually came over from australia and i'm like neil we're recording neil that was perfect Try and not shout. Uh, I'm going to leave you with that. That was perfect. Uh, a bloke came from Australia was the end of the story, and that's fucking mad. Yeah. Catch you in a bit. Right. Uh, hopefully this is a little bit quieter than uh, Trafalgar Square, but I can't promise it's uh, too white. Uh, Danny, are you wearing red and white socks? Yeah, I'm there, yeah. Quite impressive, like, uh, that. Lucky socks. Fuck it, wanker. Aye. See the shorts. You're bigger than me though, I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are at Marlebone, somewhere in Marlebone, a sports bar with other people in red and white shirts, but I'm with Dan, as you know, and Phil. Phil, you alright? Yep, doing well, just obviously uh, slightly hungover, but this first pint is sorting me out quite quickly. You woke up with a bag of cans last night. I did, I did. Um, not sure why, where, how, but yeah, probably the last thing I needed to see when I woke up was a, a bag of cans next to my bed, but there you go. I'm not a comedian, but I had to say this. Was it a blonde? <laughs> no. No, no, it wasn't. Dan, how's uh, your hangover, mate? All right? Fine, mate, yeah. Nice and rosy. Uh, got up, had the breakfast, pint of orange juice, ready to go again. You know what? I've got an admission to make, and everyone's going to think I'm a right arsehole for this, but I'm, I haven't drank today. I've been on the water sober. But um, honestly, like, 
I'm dead calm today, Dan. I don't know about you, but I mean, this might sound stupid listening back, but I'm, I'm calm. Like, yeah, I'm as well as well as well. There's the old photo going. Um, the benefits of uh, recording live. That's life. it. I've um, not really thought about the game until until now, so I think I'm quite calm all morning, really. And I probably will be until we get to the stadium. It's still like, yeah, because the atmosphere is still like everyone's soaking up that rather than thinking about the game, I think, which is quite good. It's kind of distracting for you, which is maybe a good thing. But uh, I mean, calm enough for now, see where it goes. But What will be, will be, mate, I think, isn't it? I mean, obviously. I'm not going to sit and worry here about us not winning because ideally I think we've got enough in the tank to put well I thought put any team in the, in the playoffs away but uh, got to be honest Wickham are here on, on merit here for a reason and they've been in the championship longer than us they're certainly not underdogs which for some reason the card keeps getting played that they are but they're not are they? No not at all it's just lazy lazy journalism media punditry sky and that isn't it because they don't pay attention to the lower league so they just think oh Sun's a big club Wickham's a small club so therefore it's, you know it's it's a, it's a massive upset if they win but it's not all we're pretty much even what was it one point difference at the end it's of the season fine. like you say they've been promoted more recently than we have um, so yeah it's by no means in this game at all doesn't matter you know yeah we can outnumber the fans one to three wherever we got but the pitch is still 11 v 11 and they, you know they're a good team so uh, it's not going to be an easy game and it's not going to be uh, a walkover by any stretch so it's it is annoying the way the media have kind of put it up but and that's plays into their hands but I think I think we'll be fine with that, and I think Alex Neal will be the right kind of guy. Just will be shot all that out from the him and the players, and they won't be thinking it that way. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one, but I say I think we've got what we need to do to win. So, fingers crossed. Still confident, but I think um, one of the big factors, and obviously people will be listening back to this after the game, so they'll kind of understand. Hopefully, they'll be listening back to this and what are you even worried about. But I'm trying to be as balanced as I can and not be uh, too confident. But I do feel confident. One of one of the reasons for that, Phil, is it's a big pitch and when we played Wickham on bigger pictures than when they're at home we've genuinely succeeded and succeeded quite well it's at Adams Park where we've had problems where they can you know they know the pitch and stuff like that and I'm not saying that they can't play on a bigger pitch but hopefully that can be a bit more of an advantage for us today yeah I've heard people say that as well um, but I would counter that with Wickham can still launch balls into our box from 50 yards as they can from 40 yards and throw-ins will still reach us as well uh, we were chatting yesterday about training this week should probably have just been Anthony Patterson on his line with five people around him and they're just launching balls in and giving him a chance to come and either protect him or come and get it because that's that's going to be the biggest threat to us today we saw it in the previous game against them uh, if we can defend those then we're, we're going to be in a good place but um, I mean, try not think about the game too much, so this pod's not helping me very much. <laughs> but now you're asked, put me on the spot. Yeah, there, there are definitely a lot of things in our favour, but we also, you know, we go into these things as always with, with a bit of caution because uh, we've been here once or twice before. Yeah, yeah. But enjoying the pre-match, this is good. Um, nice buzz about the place last night was absolutely brilliant. You know, it was a celebration of Sunderland, really. Uh, you know, the people, not, not so much about where the football club is just now but today it's all about the game um, and yeah as, as Dan said we we do have a lot of confidence in Alec Neil um, taking us into this and absolutely hoping for the best tons of confidence in Alex Neil and I think one of the big ones then for me I looked at um, I looked at previous games against Wickham where we have conceded almost every single game we played against them I think maybe Phil Parkinson when we beat them 4-0 I think it was was the only time we actually haven't in this division but I looked at the defence this year, which has conceded four goals against Wickham. Obviously, we've scored six, but we have conceded four, so I think six for an aggregate would be the score. Um, in terms of our defence in both games, 
Callum Doyle and Tom Flanagan today, likelihood Danny Bart and Bailey Wright. Again, people will be listening to this after the show, so you'll know if this is accurate, but in this here and now, that feels like a big positive against a side like Wickham with uh, Sam Vokes and the like up front, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, everyone knows what, what Alex Neal's done since he's come in and t- tightened them up at the back. And I think today's time quite nicely with the fact that it's them that we're playing. And, you know, Alex Neal does have his kind of horses for courses, but I think the good thing is, apart from right, the last few games, also played really, really well. So they're coming at this game. This is the ideal game for them, ideal opposition for them. But we're not just, if this is what the team is going to be, we're not just throwing them in for the for the right game for them. They've been playing recently, they've been yeah. on form, got a good partnership, and it is the ideal opposition, and that's our best our best defence to, to, to combat what Wickham will probably throw at us. So hopefully that's what he picks, I don't imagine he won't, unless there's any issues we don't know of. But yeah, a lot more confident going into it with him in charge and them at the back than, you know, previously playing them with, you know, Johnson in charge and Doyle and playing, you know, the, the kind of weaker defenders, obviously. So yeah, that makes it a lot easier to kind of think about when you think about the threats they cause. I mean, it's not going to cause threats, as we said, but I think we've got the right defenders to go up against them to kind of at least, you know, put up, put up the best battle we should put up. So, um, yeah, hopefully those guys start and hopefully they continue the form about the last couple of games and should hopefully see us through it. Last point, Phil, before we start enjoying my pint of water and your pint of... What are you doing then? Uh, Peroni. It's the first Sunderland game that's ever had VAR in it. I think we've all been at least in one or two games where there's been VAR involved. I don't like it. I think someone asked me about this before on the, the Raw podcast during the week. I don't like it, but um, I was also looking at the goals that we're going to have scored against us last season, and there's an element to say that Maybe a couple of them might be choked off and certainly one of their players would have been sent off at the Stadium of Light if there was VAR involved earlier in the season. So, um, prefer VAR to be there or prefer VAR not to be there? No, I think it's an absolutely crazy decision that we've not had this all season in, in this league and then in the most important game of the season, they decide they're going to introduce it. You know, the players aren't used to it. Um, I'm really, really worried about that, I have to say. We don't know how it's going to play out, it's going to work for you, against you, but I'm a big fan of you know football, just being football, and not this, let's go and look at something for three, four minutes, ten times to decide if there's a, a mistake or not. But As you say, case sera, sera we just have to get on with it, there's nothing we can do about it to change it. Um, Ultimately, the players do their job, and you know, Alec Neil said in his press conference, it's just, like, it's just another game for him. We go into it like we would any other game. Hopefully, the players will have that same attitude. Did you see the air? Uh, just the end. And obviously, people will listen about this and be like, whatever the score may be, this could sound great or sound bad. But I asked Alex Neil, uh, or they said Alex Neil, the journalist said, Alex, you seem really calm. And he went, oh, Do you want us to be nervous? Like, <laughs> There's a lot of confidence in Alex Neal, and no matter what happens, he's got to be in charge next season, doesn't he, Dan? Got to be. Yeah, thousand percent. I mean, that's that's job one tomorrow. No matter what the result is today, whatever the you know the ball will do, doesn't matter. You've got to get him signed in and committed for eight-year contract. Yeah, Alan Pardew. Exactly. Yeah. Aye. No, it doesn't matter. Win, lose, whatever. He's he has to be the man to take us forward, regardless. Uh, I'd like to think he would do, even if we don't, you know, didn't go where we want today. But I think it will. And, uh, Awesome. Well, enjoy the game, everyone. We're obviously listening to this, so technically it's late advice. But um, I, what will be, will be. We'll be back at 
half time and, and full time hopefully it's so loud and so noisy you can't hear anything I'm saying and you can just sit and listen to it hopefully it's not the other way around but uh, I'm sure you'll get behind the lads I'm sure you'll have by this point and hopefully uh, we'll smile by the end of it Dan thanks very much Phil thanks very much Right, half time. I don't know if we've got much voice left, Brad, to be fair. And uh, God, I hope this sounds amazing when you listen back because we've won. But we've been here before Man City, 45 minutes away from the Capital One Cup. Didn't work out that time. Pompey, been there before. We're here again, but been the better side first half, haven't we? Yeah, we've been the better side by a mile, to be honest. <laughs> you can tell <laughs> my voice is gone. <coughs> been the better side. Uh, I think about well, 10 minutes spell, we've let them maybe come at us. We've dealt with everything that's come in the box and Patson's commanded it really. Uh, I think we're a bit unlucky maybe to not be a, a couple more ahead. Um, yeah. they, we need to keep testing their keeper because he's, he's shiting. I mean, he'll probably go and have a storm now, but I'm telling you, I said exactly the same to Ash. I said, you know, if he's letting shots like that straight down his gullet, getting like. <laughs> so, unbeknown, <laughs> we've just stood against the wall in Wembley, which apparently is freshly painted. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh well um, in terms of chances in the game they've all really been hours maybe one for Sam Volks um, which was a bit slack at the back but I feel like I'm a little bit maybe disappointed we're not further ahead but I yeah. think maybe the Embleton chance to be honest 9 times out of 10 the keeper saves it straight in his gullet and that's it yeah. but the other chances I mean, Stewart shot from outside the box. Roberts looked terrified of Roberts. Yeah, we've got to keep getting the ball to Roberts. I mean, Jacobson's probably their best player, to be honest, but he's slow. Everything Roberts picks up, he's just dancing past him. If we keep getting the ball out to Roberts and getting by him, we're going to get more and more chances as this game goes on. The longer it stays 1-0, mate, there's my worry is they'll start peppering up long. Yeah. And Sam Borg's towards the end of that half, the start of target and Lindman Gooch more, and he's put peeled away from Bart and Wright. So... Need another early goal for me. The good thing was on, on the on the positives from that first half. I was saying to the people around us that it's coming this before the goal was coming, and it was really nice to be in Wembley and feel like it was coming. But it, it really did, didn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like, like you said, we've had chances. I think before that the goal, we maybe had one or two half chances, or we're just getting forward, um, just without that final ball or the final shots coming off. But to be fair, Emberton. Tell, you tell footballers as kids as well, hit the target that they keep up to do. Hit the target. <laughs> We've given something to think about and he's just forgot he's a goalkeeper for a second. So more of them please. Talked about Wembley moments and scenes and stuff we remember and we talked in the podcast we did previously to this about Barini and we talked about um, I was gonna say we talked about Portfield there, but that was about <laughs> thirteen years ago. Uh McGeady, that was the one. Uh, and those scenes are great and they're fantastic memories and we're all maybe they're kind of laced with disappointment. Um, how much are we praying that that unbelievable scene, which it was from Embo, wasn't the only scene we have today? We need another one. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that's not just the only one because uh, my nerves can't take it. So I hope that's not the only one. If it is, see me at full time, I'll be shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I think there's more goals in it, if I'm honest. I think the more goals that are in it, in my opinion, feel like if the, con- the game continues in the same vein, will be us. Yeah. But just that little little bit where Sam Fawkes got in at the back, and I think it was Gooch sleeping, you touched Gooch on, on before, and I think he's finding a bit of joy with that. 
and that's about oh there's a, a, a wild mad mistake there um, a wild mad mistake <laughs> just appeared out of nowhere never seen him in the flesh um, hello um, but I, I, I've said for ages I've said before the Chef Red game I feel very 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 calm still feel really calm to be honest you know as calm as you can be and the crowd feels well calm would be probably the wrong word but in terms of I think attitude it does feel a bit calmer in that first goal for me didn't really come as a surprise because I felt it for a while and I hope obviously listening back to this people might think idiot well done famous last words and I might be you know that's the benefit of recording a live pod but it feels nice today doesn't it it feels something together if that makes sense yeah and I think a lot of that we've spoken about in recent weeks that comes from the manager yeah in my opinion uh, it's a manager that all the fans can get behind it's a manager that the players are behind with him on the sideline you know he's the, probably the calmest man in here the fans feed off that as well mm-hmm. um, a word on the fans though that's been absolutely fucking electric yeah it's been brilliant it's unbelievable watching that there's only that little bit behind from the top end of the goal everywhere else is someone except for their little lower ball bless them what was, what was that display from them? I didn't like to belittle anyone, and I, I try not to, but they had a go at us about Netflix and shit. What was that display? It was a couple of pieces of paper, and Did I think it they forgot to put it? half of them out. Did it say something on it? No, I think it was just like a checkered flag, so it was one square was light blue, below that was dark blue, and then vice versa on the other side, but I think the dark blue lot forgot to hold theirs up, so I it just looked like two squares of light or blue. Or just disappeared into the... Um, at least had a flag display. I hope that we're not just better at displays by the end of the game, no. don't get me wrong. Um, that'll be a, they'll be recording this. It's a shame the, the, the 37 team couldn't get the flags out today. Got to that. Um, it is a quite shame. But you know what was meant, by the way, just before we finish, before next time you hear this, will be the full-time reaction, probably. I don't know what state we'll be in at that point. But I've, I've seen him last night in Trafalgar Square, and I've known him for years. And I thought he was absolutely tremendous, Rory, before the game. Oh yeah, without a doubt. He was actually sat in front of me just before the game and I took a photo of him and tweeted him saying, back nerves like son, so you say back then, I am I. Um, and I did say to him, I'm going to miss you not hearing your screaming voice. Credit to him, he done it before the game. Brilliant. That got us going. And then again, I mean it was synonymous with the Portsmouth game, singing Can't Help Falling In Love With You. That there tops that for me. Yeah, the absolutely. That came out there. Everyone's um, just in a, a decent mood. I, I can't describe it. I hope that I hope the result matches it, but it really feels like the whole weekend, everyone's just been happy. And I don't know if that's pandemic-based, because we haven't been like this for a while, and obviously we haven't been at Wembley since then. And I really pray and hope that this is positive at the end of it. If not, um, well, we'll call another one just in case. I, just me crying for like 10 minutes, but um, feel confident, second half. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we'll come out and like you said, it's about feeling something coming. I think we might get a goal first 10, 15 minutes. That's the case, you watch this place going to proper party mode. Yeah, I pray to God, I feel the same way. And obviously, like I say, I've said this numerous times on the pod, you've been listening to this back. We wanted to record it this way to try and capture what would hopefully be an amazing day. Um, and fingers crossed we do. And, and if not, I hope you've enjoyed the first half an hour of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brad, cheers very much. Thanks, mate. Well, mate. Train. I was meant to record after full time, but uh, I I didn't really want to miss it, and I couldn't be asked to do that. So uh, it's just me and Ash, um, who might join, may not. I don't know. But what an absolutely marvelous day! Um, 
I hope it comes across on the pod how good the entire weekend has been and it's only ten past nine now and I've just left York had to get an early train back all the users are away getting a good swally in Trafalgar again probably now I've got to go to a wedding tomorrow but um, what an unbelievable day um, Ash you hate being on these things but are you happy? Of course I'm happy How happy? Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Scottish manager. Scottish winner. Scottish winner. Um, I'm happy. And it's just good to be. It just, it's honestly so content. And you know what I've said the whole way through this, and I can say it now that I'm on a, I'm on a, we've won and we've got promoted and we're going back to the championship. And but I've, um, I've been calm the whole way through these playoff games. I'm the most pessimistic person ever when it comes to Sunderland, but I just felt that we were going to do it this time, the whole way through, and um, we've done it, and I know that's maybe not the perfect way to end the pod, and you'd rather hear Sunderland fans singing it inside of Wembley in full time, but I was enjoying myself like the rest of us. Um, what a brilliant, brilliant couple of days. We'll have a reaction to the show when we've calmed down with and managed to take the whole day in but um, I really hope you've enjoyed the Trafalgar sort of outside pod the before the game the, the during the game and now that we've won and it was dead comfortable won it so we can listen back and uh, enjoy it even managed to get Ashley on the podcast but uh, I'll leave you with that because um, I don't think there's a great deal more to add um, other than today was class and I love someone and all of those kind of moments where you know the 94th minute winner for Charlton in the playoff a couple of years ago just I'm sure I'm not the only one but like I just had to sit in silence and it just felt like it was never going to happen for something we were never going to be that team and looking back you know it hurt even for a long time and getting beat last year off Lincoln when we just got back in the stadium and then had to deal with that disappointment and all the kind of crap that gets flung at us like the whole weekend just being you know this is something this is my city this is where I'm from where you're from or where you fell in love with um, and we did it we finally won at Wembley and um, I hope you've enjoyed it because by the time you listen to this I've definitely enjoyed myself um, but I hope it gives you a little extra kick when you can listen back to this and just reminisce and think about it we'll be back throughout the summer no doubt I'm going to get some sort of review with Brad and Dave later on in the week and um, I'm even thinking about putting together just snippets of the entire season which will just basically be me getting angry up until about February time when Alex Neal comes in occasionally my cat meowing and uh, then something getting promoted but wouldn't have it any other way would it thanks for letting me end the pod uh, with no one else the more entertaining guests are probably of getting sloshed somewhere but uh, thanks for letting me end it thanks for listening all season and um, thanks for sticking with me and, and sticking with something and uh, I hope you have an absolutely class uh, summer and uh, enjoy something getting promoted because no one can take that day away from us now and, and that's yours and that's ours um, how are you the lads? how are you the lads? Oh.